Welcome to the Dr. Dab Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Dab, and we're doing an episode today of Finer Wives, where we talk about how you, my love, can be a finer wife for your husband, for yourself, and for God. Today, we're talking about three ways that you can enhance your marriage today. Now, there's a lot of marriage content that talk about secrets to enhancing your marriage, and they're all wonderful. But today, I really want to talk about things that maybe don't get talked about as often, and that's why I'm calling them secret ways, because they're things that take a little bit more thought, a little bit more of you humbling yourself and getting into a place where you are vulnerable. And we're talking specifically about emotional, physical, and spiritual ways that you can enhance your marriage today. So I'm just going to give you three. We're not going to get too deep into this. (laughs) Go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get your favorite pen to write with, and let's talk about this. As you know, my content focuses on femininity you leaning back into your womanhood and allowing yourself to be vulnerable, be humble, be in a place where you can feel and where you can listen to the things that you feel and act from there. Femininity is all about the neck down. It's all about taking time to feel the things that we sometimes pass right over. So I want you to just take a second and I want you to think about your husband and think about your interactions with him, watch him mentally in your mind and tell me how you feel. How do you feel when you think about your husband? Do you feel excited? Do you feel a little bit confused? Do you feel anxiety? Do you feel love? Do you feel scared? Do you feel confusion? What comes into mind when you start thinking about how you feel? Maybe when you think about your husband, you feel a sense of like butterflies. You're still in that place, thank God, where you experience a sensation. Or maybe you feel nothing when you think about your husband. And that's why we're here today. Because if you're in a place where your marriage is on the rocks or you feel hopeless, you just know that the Lord is with you. God restores and redeems marriages and he will show up for you and your marriage when you seek him and also apply things that he has given us wisdom to learn about. So today I'm talking about physical emotional and spiritual ways that you can enhance your marriage today and some of you may be thinking why do I have to do all the work why do I have to be the one to grind this whole thing out and restore the marriage why do I have to care and the thing behind that is as women we're relational beings we do care more Now, it's not to say that men don't care because they do, 
but we're the ones that are constantly thinking about it. Things are constantly bothering us. For men, a lot of times they feel certain things, but they may not know what it is that they're feeling or why they're feeling that way. Whereas we understand exactly what is causing the issues to happen. And because when men marry us, we're the ones as women who nurture that relationship. We nurture the marriage. And unfortunately, we do live in a society that tells us that it's all about us and we're the ones that are supposed to just be laid back in marriage and everything works out perfectly, but that's not true. When you get married, it is a commitment, it's a covenant, and it's also an ongoing working relationship. You are constantly having to maintain that marriage. And it's not a matter of who's putting in more work. It's a matter of you doing your best and allowing the Lord to heal and help you get through whatever it is that's happening at that moment, day by day by day by day. It's not easy, but it's also not about you. And with the divorce rates being so high, I think part of it is these hard conversations and they are hard because marriage is so touchy and as soon as we start talking about it we start feeling all kinds of things our stomachs start tightening up we start getting more anxious our shoulders start curling in because depending on where you are in your marriage right now what what season you're in, in in your marriage, what state you're in, what's just happened this morning, what happened last week. You could be anywhere. You could be on high for your husband or you could literally not want to see his face, right? So when we talk about marriage, a lot of feelings come up and this world tells us that you're in it for you. But the truth is you're in marriage to serve. Your marriage is a place of your service. And it's supposed to resemble the service that Jesus has with us. It's long-suffering, it's long-going, it's a beautiful commitment, but it's not a place for you to just sit back, relax, and feel like you don't have to do anything, and it should just work out. And I'm saying this also for those of you who are here and you're not married and you have a, a certain fantasy about what marriage is supposed to be like from the movies. This is why marriages tend to fall apart is because we don't talk about some of the more difficult things that we're going to talk about today. So we'll take it slow. The first thing we're going to talk about is the emotional piece. If you want to enhance your marriage today, then you must be willing, my love, to look at the emotional side of your husband. Men tend to be more closed off emotionally, but they need so much emotionally. When men go from little boys to grown men, they go from being nurtured and loved and adored to being put in a place where they're responsible for so many things, where they don't get a lot of attention, they don't get a lot of warmth from people. The person that they really get it from is you, their wife, maybe their mother, if their mother is still alive, and sometimes their children. But really, men lose a lot of that 
emotional space where they're allowed to be free with their emotions, explore them because they're busy, they're working, they're providing, they're thinking, they're solving problems, they're putting their needs emotionally on hold for the sake of survival. So you can enhance your marriage by tapping into your husband's emotions. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. But one way is, you know, when your husband is talking to you about something, whether it's about his day or whether it's about something he read on on Instagram or saw on TV or something he saw in a movie and he's feeling emotionally charged about it or he has very strong opinions on it, is to just listen. Just be there and allow him to speak, allow him to get his emotions out without challenging them, without trying to convince him of your feelings, your emotions, without spilling your issues on it, allowing him to just share. Where this can become a little bit deeper in your marriage, that's very surface level, but when we talk about getting a little deeper and enhancing your marriage, you may need to apologize to your husband. This is something that is deep and may involve you getting some counseling or talking it out with people, definitely talking to God. But there have been so many things if you have dated for a while, you know, some people they'll date for just a couple months and get married, right? But other people will date for years, six, seven, eight, nine years, and then get married. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of things that have happened. And if you've been married for even a year, five years, 10 years, there's a lot that's happened. And because of that, it's important that you are able to seek your husband out and apologize for things that you could have done to have upset him, to have hurt him. When men get hurt emotionally in a marriage or in a relationship, they put up a wall. They say, okay, she can't come here anymore. We're not going to talk about this anymore. And it's not like a wall that goes all around them. It's a wall that goes around certain topics, certain situations because of the way you reacted or because of something you did or something you said. And because of that, the relationship starts to just change and not feel as intimate and you my dear probably recognized when that shift happened so in those instances it's up to you to face that situation by apologizing and i read this in a book once and i thought it was beautiful now this apology can be done in many different ways you can write your husband a letter you can send your husband a voice note you can speak to him face-to-face, which is the most intimate and intense way, but it's it's definitely an option. Writing it down, I think, is really nice because you get to really just kind of unload without being affected by the way he's reacting to what you're saying. But you can talk about whatever it is that you've done. As you are in your marriage, you grow, you learn, and you change. But unfortunately, the other person, your husband, may be keeping score he shouldn't be but he could be he's a human or maybe he's just wrote things off completely for you even if you've changed because there hasn't been acknowledgement of those things on your end so it may take you actually saying i 
I'm so sorry for being so disrespectful towards you at the beginning of our marriage. I'm so sorry that I was going out all the time and not considering your feelings for the last five years. Or I apologize for not being emotionally available to you because of the death of my brother for the last two, three years. Whatever it is that you know you have done that has upset the marriage, apologizing for it. And waiting for his reaction and then meeting him in that place. So you're not just going to apologize and then it's gone. There may be some, some backlash from that. There may be some vomiting that comes from him. He may just receive it and say, wow, thank you. You know, or he may have something to say about it. It may bring up more issues, but you have to be in a place where you're not just apologizing to apologize. You are deeply sorrowful about like you are repenting. You are turning away from ever being like that again. And you're telling him that you recognize your faults and you're in a place now where you want to just be better. He will appreciate that vulnerability, that honesty from you, and it will enhance your marriage. The best advice I can give you in this area is to pray about it and ask God to help you say it the right way, give you the right timing. The Lord will give you the right timing. He will allow the perfect opportunity to come up for you to hand him that letter or send that voice note. Don't do it on your own. Lean on God and allow God to show you when the best time is. And when that moment comes, take advantage of it. Don't Overthink it and just give it to him and allow him to be able to feel because men also need to feel. They also have a feminine piece that they have to tap into that they don't usually get to tap into. So give him that that privacy and that time to feel. Many men have experienced so many abuses whether they experience actual child abuse as a, a little boy, whether they've experienced abuse as a teenager, while being on a sports team, while being in part of a church group, maybe at their job, they've experienced hurts and some traumas even that they have to sort of work out day to day to day. And your behavior can really make those traumas more intense for them. And a lot of times they have never talked about it with you. They've never opened up about it with you, but they're there. And people will sometimes say, well, it's not your job to fix his traumas or to be his therapist or to let him unload all of his life problems on you. And I don't agree with that. If you're dating a man, yeah, it's it's not your job to be his therapist. Absolutely not. When you are his wife, everything is different. You are his partner. You are one with him. And it is your job to listen to his traumas and listen to his stories and his emotions and his history. It's important for you to know these things because they will affect you and they will affect your children. So... Again, it's service, it's love, it's unconditional love. And it's important that men are able to have the space and the opportunity to share their feelings, their emotions, 
and deal with the many things that this marriage could be pressing into from their past. So it will be a blessing to you and to your husband for you to tap into the emotional side and be a little bit softer with him, a little bit more understanding with him, give him the floor and let him share without interrupting, without putting your emotions into it and your marriage will be enhanced. Now let's talk about the spiritual side of enhancing your marriage. If you are a child of God, if you have been born again, if you have given your life to Jesus and you are now living in the kingdom of God, then spirituality is part of your life. You tap in to the kingdom of heaven's influence on your life. And if you don't know what I mean, or if these words are too big or flowery for you, I apologize. But basically what I'm saying is when you've given your life to Christ, when you are living for Christ, I'm not talking about you just saying you're a Christian. When you've actually given your life to God for the kingdom of heaven's influence to start penetrating your life, you're basically living in heaven on earth. Heaven is helping you. Heaven is protecting you. Heaven is guiding you. Heaven is fully involved in your life because of your decision to give your life to Christ. And it is the best gift, the best news anyone could ever have is for heaven to be responsible for you. So if that is your case, if that is your situation, then you are blessed. But if you're not taking advantage of those blessings, then it's your fault. I hate to say it like that, but that's really what it is. It's your fault because it's available to you. You have God, you have help, you have assistance to do things that other people cannot do. How can this actually enhance your marriage? In every way. Your husband is a person who is a spirit living in a body, just like you. And unfortunately, most men are not tapped into their spiritual side. We as women have that as something that we're more inclined to, which is a beautiful thing. And it's beautiful when you're using that to also benefit your husband. Men deal with so much that they don't share spiritually. A lot of your husbands may have addictions to porn, to drinking, to smoking, to even having extramarital, you know, uh, infidelities, they're not okay. Some of your husbands are battling illnesses, battling mental illnesses, or just dealing with other demonic oppressions. And you're watching this, but you're not doing anything about it. You're not praying for him because you're upset with him. You're tired of it. You're over it. So you're not using your spiritual authority. You're not tapping into God. You're not tapping into the kingdom of heaven for him. 
one thing that you can do, my love, that will bless your marriage so much is fasting for your husband. When you fast, when you humble yourself and you give up food or you give up whatever you can give up for the purpose of seeking God for your husband, his life will change. God will intervene. If you sow into your husband, you will reap the benefits of that. So if your husband is struggling to get a job, yes, obviously don't go run out and find a job for him. I know some women do that. I do not agree with that unless he asks you for your help. And even that, that's a different conversation, but you can help your husband. No one says you can't help him. It's not one of those things where because you're resting your femininity, you're not going to do anything for your husband. No, you're married. So you can help him in the background. And that's a beautiful thing about spirituality. It's a beautiful thing about being in Christ is that you can do so much in the background for people. You can pray for people and they will never know. But spiritually, there will be some sort of connection. There's something there that I obviously can't explain, but there's a reason why the Lord asks you to pray for other people. Not only does it come back to bless you, because whatever you sow, you're going to reap more. God's going to give you more. If you're praying for someone else's marriage, God's going to bless your marriage. It's, it's automatic. <laughs> but when you start praying for your husband, he is going to change and he's going to feel more spiritually and emotionally and physically connected to you. It's a mystery that the two become one. We don't really understand what that means fully, like how that actually works. But the Lord says that that's exactly what it is. The two become one. So if you're giving up food and you're suffering so that your husband can have some help with his smoking problem, God's going to do something. Now, I'm not saying it's going to change immediately, but God may show you something God may show him something. Something will happen. It's all in faith. You're doing everything in faith. But something will happen and you have to expect something to happen. There are books that you can read that can help you to pray for him. There's a beautiful book I love and it's called 40 Days of Praying for Your Husband. or It's like a wife's 40-day prayer for her husband. 40 days is a really long time, and if you can do it, that's amazing and wonderful. I've never been able to go 40 days. It's like the most I'm usually able to do is like 21 days, but, and I, I can do uh, 40 days of fasting. I have done that for other things, but I'm talking specifically about the book. I think it's one of those things where you are opening doors that you didn't even realize were closed. In the spiritual realm, so much is happening. Our marriages are constantly under attack. They're more under attack than anything else. Your marriage is the number one thing that will be under attack by the enemy because it's the number one thing that threatens the kingdom of God. Your marriage directly impacts society. When you and your husband have a beautiful home, a beautiful marriage, a beautiful love, your children are healthier, your children will not be dealing with abuse, trauma, neglect, and they're going to end up being more whole as children and entering society 
and making the world better. And if everyone came from a beautiful home with a beautiful marriage and love and God, the whole world would be significantly better. Our society is a direct product of our marriages. So if the devil infiltrates that, then he's infiltrated the entire world. And that's exactly what he's trying to do. But you have a power that is greater than any power. You have the kingdom of God. So you can do more than the devil could ever do just by giving up some food, giving up some time and seeking God. And a lot of times when I fast for certain things, even if it's not like for my husband to do something specific or be something specific, I'm just fasting for him. Like whatever he needs, it doesn't matter what it is. I just need you to help him, Lord. Like I just want you to make his life what you planned it to me. A lot of times God will start showing me things and it's like, I was praying for him, not for me. And he's like, well, you need to work on this, my dear, because when you start working on this, then he's going to start doing that. And I have seen that so many times. Fasting and praying for my husband has always been the most challenging of fasts that I've ever done because the Lord always points back to me at something that I need to fix, need to confront, need to deal with. And it directly impacts my husband. And I didn't know. (laughs) So it's also a humbling process for you, my love, to be able to be open to hearing things that you may be doing or that you need to overcome or forgive to be able to see your marriage really be enhanced. If your husband is not dealing with anything specific that you know about and you just want to pray and fast for him, I think a beautiful thing is to choose like one day a week if you can, but if you, if that's too much, it can just be one day a month. So if he's born on the 17th, then every 17th of every month, that's the day that you fast and pray for your husband. On that day, you don't eat from 6 in the morning to 6 p.m. Or that day, you decide you're not going to have lunch and you're not going to be on social media during that time. You're just going to pray for your husband. But setting aside a specific day helps you to stay on track with it and helps you to come into a place where you are consciously thinking about your marriage because it becomes so monotonous sometimes that time just escapes. We just start forgetting you know, that we haven't been really putting in that maintenance that you would do with anything else that's constantly running. And if you hear your husband mentioning that he needs something, wants something, if he's like, oh man, you know, there's this guy at work that I really need to sign this paperwork, but he hasn't signed it. It's been sitting on his desk. You're like, got it. And you go and you talk to your father in heaven and you get that thing signed (laughs) or you pray for God to just reveal something as to why it hasn't been signed. You pray for the Lord's will to be done. But basically, regardless of what you're praying, you're taking that situation in prayer for your husband. That's the point. If you hear him mentioning that his his neck is hurting him, his leg is hurting him, whatever it is, it could be something major, something very, very minor you take that in prayer. And when the thing comes to pass, you obviously don't come and say, mm-hmm, it's because I pray for you, right? It's like, no, if, if you know that your husband really needs to 
enter into something and he's been calling and calling and no one's answering or whatever it is and you prayed about it and the person finally answers the phone that's not the time for you to brag about what you did because you were used by the Lord in a beautiful way for your husband but you did not do anything <laughs> and when you do that then you're giving yourself the credit the accolades and you're ruining that moment for him just allow him to enjoy it and you thank god thank the lord for what he did and you can always say thank god you know thank god this is wonderful thank god you still give god the glory but not yourself that makes sense so if you really want to enhance your marriage in a beautiful way the most impactful thing you can do is learn how to fast and pray for your husband learn how to give in secret and God is not mocked whatever you sow you shall reap God doesn't play around with this if you pray and fast for your husband you will see results in your marriage and I am super excited to see my dear what comes of it and the final way that you can enhance your marriage today is tapping into the physical side of your marriage now this one <laughs> again everything marriage always just feels kind of like uh, depending on where you are in your marriage right for some people this is great news for some people this is like i don't want to hear this and i know but you want your marriage you want the man who looks at you and smiles and you just see his eyes glittering for you you want the man who hugs you in the morning and kisses you and says, babe, I love you. I'm so happy I married you. You want the man who is so excited to come home to be with you. The man who is out every day seeing tons of beautiful women, but in his mind knows that he has the most beautiful woman because of the way you treat him, the way you treat yourself, the way you treat your family. It's not about being beautiful. Being beautiful is great, especially when you're about to get married because he needs to think you're beautiful in order to want to date you. But once you're married, you can be as beautiful as you want to be. It means nothing if your behavior is not beautiful. And one thing that men need is physical affection, physical touch. And for so many husbands, their number one complaint once they get married is that their wife no longer wants to have sex. Their wife no longer wants to be intimate. All of that excitement, the rush, everything that used to make them want to be with this person, or maybe they were having premarital sex. And so it's like, they just cannot wait to have this forever, right? That just goes down the drain when they get married. And it hurts, it hurts them men need physical affection men need physical touch men need sex and they need a wife who's actually happy about it a wife who is enjoying it just as much as they are nobody wants to have sex with someone who's not enjoying it it just sucks like it's not it's not fun you want to be with someone who is experiencing pleasure and satisfaction and letting them know that they're experiencing it and are willing and open and available and ready for it. 
So something that can enhance your marriage on the physical side is being more surprising sexually. Now, I'm not, you know, moving past like you actually being intimate with your husband. Like that's a given. Like you you should, you have to. It's part of it. <laughs> a lot of people don't like talking about this stuff because people get bothered and I understand why and I know you're tired. I know you're tired. I know you're tired, but it's part of it. And I pray that the Lord can restore your marriage so that it is exciting again. It's fun again. You're looking forward to it. You're initiating it sometimes. Like I pray that God restores your sex life in such a powerful way that you won't even know what happened to you. That is my prayer for you because God can do it. God is a redeemer. He is a restorer. He can make that thing jump up. Okay. Okay. That's not what I meant. Um, let me calm down. So, so my whole thing is that I want you to consider keeping your sex life a little bit more surprising. And this can be different depending on you and your marriage. So whatever your routine is like, switching it up a little bit. If he expects you to never have on lingerie, have on some lingerie one day, have on some lingerie that he would never expect you to wear, right? Um, do something for him that you don't normally do. And not just because it's his birthday, it's Christmas, he bought you something, but because it's Thursday, there's no reason for it. Surprise him. Those surprise chemicals really shift our thoughts and our, our brain chemicals and impact the way that we see a person. And something that just keeps the marriage alive and exciting is not really knowing how it's going to be every time. And if you can just every now and then do something surprising, you will keep your husband super happy. And this can look like anything. So I don't want to have to give you like a list of things. And I hope that one day we can have a space where we can talk about things more in depth because here on YouTube, there's only so much I'm going to talk about. There's only so much I'm going to say because I don't know who's watching this, but hopefully we'll get to a point where we can have a more intimate space where we can actually get a little deeper into things like this because they're so important and they affect us so much. Even if you're someone who's not sleeping with your husband because you're just too tired, you don't feel like it, you're not attracted to him, you still want your husband to desire you. And if he ever got to the point where he stopped, he stopped asking for it, he stopped caring, you would be very concerned and very bothered by that. Even if you feel like good about it, like, oof, saves me some time, saves me some showers, you will be bothered by it because you want to be desired by your husband. We all have that desire. It's something God gave us as women. So you want it. So I don't want you to throw this part of yourself out because sex is beautiful and God gave it to you as a gift for your marriage. God only gives good, good gifts. So this may be an area you need to pray for, pray about and ask the Lord to help you to figure out what you can do that's sexually surprising. I think it'd be really cool. I recently did this with my husband. Um, just got a hotel room. Just got a hotel room. 
just randomly and said like hey let's I actually didn't tell him where we were going we just went and we just checked in and he was trying to figure out what was going on but it's just different and and he would never expect me to do that but that's the point that's the point is being in a place where you're willing to do something that he wouldn't expect you to do obviously don't do anything that goes against your morals your values your walk with the lord don't do anything that's going to bring problems for your marriage or for your life i'm not saying go and do something like that what i'm saying is just be different enough in your marriage actually look happy this time actually look excited if he asks hey can you uh do a little instead of being like oh be like okay oh i would love to or send him a text and say I really want to dot, 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 whatever, fill in the blanks. Do something he wouldn't expect. Do something sexually surprising. And I promise your marriage will be enhanced. So I hope that these three tips were helpful. Just to close it out, I just want to remind you that when you're doing things in your marriage as a finer wife, you are not just doing it for you. And I know that everything I say probably just feels countercultural because the world says one thing and the kingdom operates on different rules. When you want your life to be really blessed, you lean into the truth. And the truth is the marriage is not just about you. In this culture, it's all about do it for yourself, do it for yourself, do it for yourself, do it for yourself. And yes, of course, you should do it for yourself. But you should also do it for him and not feel ashamed that you're doing it for him. And I talked about this in my last video about things that feminine women do not need to be ashamed about. And one of those things is doing things for your husband, looking good for your husband. Many of you would not care to look good for yourselves. And that's the truth. You would walk around the house all day looking like a bum and you'd feel perfectly fine about it. And there's no judgment. That's how you are. That's how you are. If it not for your husband, you wouldn't even put on clothes. Well, that actually might be a, a nice surprise. But if it wasn't for your husband, you probably wouldn't put on clothes that were clean or clothes that looked nice. Maybe you would just look like you're wearing a rag and your hair would be all frazzled. You wouldn't shower in two, three days because you just wouldn't care. It's just you. But because you have a husband, you put effort into your appearance. And that's a good thing. Don't allow people to make you feel bad for wanting to please your husband. Don't allow people to make you feel silly for looking good for your husband. You can look good for yourself, but it's different to look good for yourself and to look good for your husband because men have a different perception of what you looking good is. So when you are thinking about your husband and thinking about your marriage, you're thinking about how you can bring pleasure into his life and if you're married to a loving, wonderful man, he will see that and everything you do is going to impact his behavior. Your husband is going to change and probably a lot faster than you expect him to through your behavior. You cannot change a man. You cannot change a man, but you can influence him by your own behavior. And the first way you can do that is by actually caring about what he likes, actually caring about what he desires and being willing to 
go out of your way to please him. And God is watching. God is watching everything you do in your house, everything you say about your husband, everything you feel about your husband. You cannot hide anything from the Lord. But God is a God of restoration and he will heal your land. He will heal your home and your marriage and he will get all the glory in the end when you look at your husband and this time you see love. You think about your husband and this time you feel joy, you feel peace, you feel ecstasy, you feel butterflies. You feel things that you haven't felt since you met him. That is a God that we serve and that is the kingdom impacting your marriage. So I pray that for you. I thank you for being here, listening to this very difficult information and being willing to implement these things today to enhance your marriage because you need it. Your marriage needs it. Your husband needs it. Your family needs it. And we in this world, we need it. I love you all so, so much. And I'm so proud of you. Please follow me on my Instagram page at Dr. Michelle Dav. Listen to my podcast, The Dr. Dav Show. And also visit my fragrance line, findforever.com. And smell good for your man. Smell good for your man this summer. Let him smell you as you walk by. I will see you in the next video. Big kisses. Bye-bye. Thank you.